Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe, I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon, happy Monday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com at a brand new time. Rico, what's up? Hello. Are you okay? Yeah, I couldn't hear myself. Hello. There you go, there you go. Sorry, it's been a a little bit. It has been a while. It's been like a week. I forgot how to do things. Do you remember how to push the buttons? No, I don't. I'm very lost. Well, if you need help. Don't ask. Well, I mean, I can can run around the table really quickly, I suppose. I'll figure it out. How's the day been, man? It's been good, man. I uh been just trying to get stuff done, doing some production stuff back there. Got here, you know, at my, at my regular time and uh realized I didn't have to go into the studio. Uh, so I was sitting back there and I was like, "Well, now what do I do?" So I started working on some uh some opens, some rejoins, changing stuff up for some other shows yeah. and uh was getting prepared to go to my first ever media availability. That's what you're saying? So uh I went uh to the Devaney and uh, listened to Lexi Rodriguez, Becca Alec, and head coach John Cook speak to the media members there. And uh, it was good. It was good. I felt really awkward because I got there really early. Mm-hmm. And the TV people were setting up their cameras. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to stand here against the wall and not have a camera. I'm starting to figure out the kind of like the time frame to show up and stuff. Because I've been able to go to quite a few of them now. And I- I've started to realize like TV people talking to them as well. They have to get there so early because they want a good spot mm-hmm. to set up. And so one of my one of the, my buddies was setting up, and he got there like thirty minutes before it's supposed to start to set up. And he had to get an ounce. He had to get on on the far side of the little half circle that they set up mm-hmm. because he didn't get there early enough to get one in the middle. Mm. And I guess that's a pretty big deal. So. Um, I, I realized that like TV people, they have to be there forty five hour it, in advance. It was crazy, and like Lexi was the first one to talk. They brought her out, yeah. And just like all the TV people grabbed their cameras and just got like real, real close. And I was like, this is just everybody's just like this tiny little oh, yeah. circle. And oh, I was yeah. just standing in the back, and I was like, I don't have a recorder. I was like, I could have recorded on my phone, but I didn't because I'm a dummy. Uh, you know, that is true. Rookie, I, I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you, but you came in. You're like, yeah, I held up my phone for eight minutes. Recording Dude, on video, and my shoulder me. was killing me, and I was like sitting there, like Nick, don't say it, but why what? didn't she just record it with the voice memos? And I and I told you, I said about three minutes in, I was like, I should just be recording this with voice. I am I am in radio. Why am I that's, doing? A that's video? a very good point. So uh, that was the thing that happened. As always, four zero two four six four five six eight five, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys. This is really weird. I, I'm I'm used to just transitioning from that side of the table at two p.m. to this side of the table from two to three. This, this is weird. I had a couple hours, not <laughs> off necessarily. I was still here doing work, but like I got all, so normally Rico, you'll know this, like it's four hours on in the studio and then it's post podcast clip videos. That's yep. what it is every day. Now 
like I, I posted the drive with AD and Raf, which was a lot of fun. Then I posted uh, clips, so that, I've already got that on our social media pages. If you want to go check that out, and now it's like, all right, let's do a radio show. Let's do our, our happy hour, and then after this, it's not very much. Like it's like it's kind of crazy. I'm just not used to this. I have strange hours, and my my voice is very modulated in my headphones. And yeah, I don't know why it's, it is. It's weird. It was the same thing when I was over there. I don't. I, don't, I thought it was the headphones, but I guess it just might be something. Over maybe there. maybe it's um, me. But. Uh, yeah, I, I get too here. Loud. I get here at eight now, and uh, you do the show at eight. Yeah, I got so I, so I got here at seven thirty or seven forty, I guess. And AD and Raph were sitting here, and I'm like, "All right, sweet, let's do a show." And I they did the spillover. And they and did the spillover. You were over there, and I was talking to you for a little bit, and then I was like, you know, the spillover ended, and I was getting ready to go out and go, and I go, "This is not my show. This, this is, is this is interesting." For so I was yeah. like, "I guess I'll stay over here," and I, I you know, cut up a couple things. Uh, or no, I didn't cut out. I, I was working on some uh, intros and rejoins, and then I, I left to go do that. And I sat on the other side for uh, for, for Sean's show as well. So I was over there for, for two shows. Well, I went and did volleyball. I came back here, and I had a show where I was sitting on that side of the exactly. table. I don't sit over there. You don't ever sit on this and side. And then I moved back over here, and I was like, ah, this is that that little transition like, was weird. Like Usually I'm sit- I have to walk in the door and, and tell Vershawn, hey, see you later. Yeah, like I, like I, it was weird sitting in the back and listening to Vershawn's show, and I was like, I'm supposed to be doing stuff. Like I, it truly feels like I, I was. Be doing I was like I should be in in the studio, um, but I I wasn't. And so no, it's it's good change. I like change. Change is good. Keeps it fresh. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Once again, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line. Both those are open for you guys. Um, once again. So we have already reached our goal for I think it was like a goal for the end of the week, but it was, we it was we a reached goal for the it. month. Okay, so it was the goal for the month, but we've already surpassed it just halfway through the month of one thousand subscribers on YouTube. So shout out to you guys for that. You guys are keep, amazing. Keep it going up. Keep it going up. So head over to the to YouTube ninety three point seven the ticket. You can search it. Fifteen hundred. Hit, hit that subscribe button. Um, you can always head to if you ever want to like rep our rep our gear, rep our swag. Head over to the ticket store. You can pick up a shirt. Um, and if you want to see how they look like, Rico and I modeled them a couple days ago. We did. We looked and, very good. And you can always download the Ticket app as well if you want to listen on the go. Um, all right, so plenty of stuff to get to. We'll be joined, like we always are every Monday, by Steve Mark of, of Inside Nebraska here at 1.30. Um, but before we do, there's plenty of Husker football stuff to talk about. Nebraska's alternate uniforms, I know you, you and Bach and Vershawn kind of touched on them. They're boring. In the spillover. I, I want to give our favorite because there's been a lot of traction on Twitter about what favorites I gotta look through them. they were. So uh, Michael Brunts actually of 24-7 Sports had an article that went through and showed pictures of every year and their al- alternate uniforms. So we'll kind of dive into that in a second. And then we also talk about how Nebraska received one vote in the AP poll. <laughs> and at first, like I, I sit here and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm good with that. Like Nebraska received a vote in the AP poll. There's a lot of excitement around the program, things like that. But now I sit here and I, I I think more about it, and a three and nine team that was a, a team that was three and nine last year, just received a vote in the AP poll. How? Why? And I guess in, in, in addition to this, if you really want to think about it and how stupid the coaches poll is, Texas was ranked 18th in the coaches poll, but unranked in the AP poll. They are always ranked every year. It doesn't matter. Everybody's what, high on Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas could go winless, and, and the next, next year, and the next season they would be in the top twenty-five. Man, there is no, there is nothing good that comes from Texas that mm-hmm. that that 
the University of Texas that that people would not root for or not root for them, but but throw them into their top twenty five for some reason. It's just oh, it's in Austin, Texas. They had another good recruiting class because they always have a good recruiting class, and for some reason they're like, yeah, no, they're going to be good this year. Texas is back. And then they win three games against no-name competition. Everybody's like, yep, I told you the Longhorns are back. And then they get blown out by Baylor and TCU and Oklahoma. And they're like, oh, well, I guess they're not back. J- Jake Sorensen makes a good point on the text line. People forget that Nebraska went 4-8 and eight in Frost's first year and was preseason ranked 24th in the next year AP poll. I, I did forget about that. But also, like, think back up to that season. Didn't they finish the season pretty strong? Well, so they finished the season winning for their for their final six, I think. Yeah, they went. They started um, six. Yeah, they would have. They would have lost to Wisconsin and Iowa. I yeah. guess they lost to Iowa close, but it was it was like a which year? Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Rico. Yeah, you're right. They, but it was like a, a a good game, I guess. Uh, so everybody's like, look, taking all this excitement going into next season, you have another an off well, a full off season of Frost and Company. Well, you can't forget. I mean, it was that transition from oh, look what he did from in that transition from year one at UCF to year two at UCF. We're gonna see something, maybe not to the extent of an undefeated season. Adrian Martinez but we're gonna see, hype. That's right. Adrian Martinez was a Heisman he was, hopeful I, at that point. And I and I heard this on one of the bigger networks. They said if it weren't for Trevor Lawrence, Azer Martinez would have been first team all freshman, all American. That season, he would have been the all. He would have but been a freshman all American though. Like on a four and eight team, it's it's just it's insane. Jake, that's that's actually a really good point by Jake. People forget that Nebraska went four and eight and for Frost's first year and was ranked twenty fourth. I mean, but like I said, they, there's always hype around Nebraska. Um, and maybe maybe this year's different. Right? Maybe this year's different. Maybe we're on board with that. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today. Um, Nick Sander, Enrique Alvarez, Clary, I never really introduced ourselves. However, let's <laughs> who talk. Who are we? Who are we? Let's talk about these alternate uniforms. Because they were released today, scoring an explosion. It's a tribute to the uh, 1983 Huskers. Uh, a roster that featured uh, guys like Turner Gill, Mike Rogier, Irvin Fryer as well. Um, and if you have not seen it, it's it's kind of like a, a meshy look on the jersey. The, the pants have stripes and everything. But I always like talking alternate uniforms because Rico and I have, uh, I think, we're on a similar path here. Oh, we are. On what we, what we like out of alternate uniforms. Sometimes I don't necessarily like flashy you don't need flashy, all right. You don't have to have chrome. You don't have to have these the matte black. Like it, it doesn't have to be something super, uh, super spectacular on the on the uniforms. However, like I was thinking back, the first ones that come to my mind were the 2013 ones that Nebraska wore against UCLA, and those I, are nice. I really liked those ones. I forgot about those ones. So those ones were good. Um, the the black tops with the black stripes, black stripes the down the paint, black pant. black stripe uh, on the helmet. The helmet was yeah. normal except for the black stripe. It was it wasn't a red stripe. It was a black stripe. That's true. But I, like, those are clean. I, like they're they're clean. They are they're not like I would say. S- the simple. numbers are also different. For an alternate uniform, I would say that those are simple. Oh there's, yeah. There's a difference between boring or dull and simple. Oh yeah. And it, it really feels like now once again it, there's it's a tribute to the 1983 team. So I understand that they have to design it a certain way and they want to create you know keep certain elements from the 1983 jersey and kind of make it um, into, you know, a, a modern-type jersey, I suppose. It's boring. But 
Like, here's one year that they did too much was the Chrome. I, I did not care for the Chrome. The, uh, hold on. Which which Chrome? They've done Chrome multiple times. 2016, 2016 Northwestern. 2016 Northwestern. Um, hold on. There was a different Chrome. I liked last year's. 2014 Illinois. That one was terrible. The all reds yes. with the Chrome letters and the Chrome yep. names. You yep. couldn't read the names. You didn't know who was who unless you just knew them by number. Randy Randy Gregory had a great That's the picture. Randy night. Gregory murdered a guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nate Gary. I, I think it's, I, I not remember, Nate Gary. Yeah. Nate Gary? Yeah, yeah, Nate Gary got a pick and Randy Gregory murdered I remember game. where I was. I was, uh, I was sta- sitting in North Stadium for that game watching it and I saw Randy Gregory lay a dude and probably take his soul um as Rashawn Jackson would say take out the heart and then give it back to them <laughs> and so uh okay so I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts 402-464-5685 best alternate uniforms what do you guys like out of an alternate uniform and, and we already have quite a few comments so we'll get to those here in a second the 2015 ones were nice it was the all black see like that's where it's too much no I liked it like when you when you incorporate, I know I'm That's on the good. picture, Rico. When you're incorporating a black jersey, black pants, black helmet, like. That's where the 2013, or I suppose even the uh, the 2019 versus Indiana. That's where they those are actually better in my opinion because there's not so much black, there's not so much white, and there's not a ton of red. There's 20, a little bit of everything. 2019 Indiana. Yes. Yeah. Where because I, I there's something about a white helmet that I I, I like. I like a li- a white helmet like Nebraska usually has. Okay. And if you want to change the color of the stripe but through the through the middle or through you know the skull or whatever, mm-hmm. go ahead. Because I really like the black ones that had the, the skull and crossbones on the on the shoulder pads. Oh yeah. Twenty twenty one Buffalo had the best helmets. I agree. Hands down. I want them to wear those helmets. Those helmets reminded me of Utah's helmets. Those are the best helmets. Utah Utah wore the uh their helmet, these helmets in the Rose Bowl the last U, year. UU with the rose, yes, yes. and they are beautiful. Those and that's nice. what that's what Nebraska's alternate uniform last year reminded me of. I liked Nebraska's last year that they wore against Buffalo. Honestly, if you put okay, don't know how controversial this might be, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you put those helmets with the 2018 alternates against Illinois, I like it. Did you okay? So you, liked, you liked those, the I old, liked those uniforms. I liked the numbers. Just, you liked the cream colored pants. I did. I did. I didn't care it, for the cream color pants, and then I the don't know old, why it just the worked. old the look was on the helmet. The helmet was terrible. Twenty eighteen Illinois helmet was terrible. The uniform was clean. The the jersey and the pants Man. were clean. I like the cream. I don't know why, but it was really nice. Um, but I don't know why you didn't like the twenty fifteen. Maybe I'm remembering it. Maybe this picture's not doing it the, the same amount of injustice that it did on the field. But the black helmet is nice. The black helmet with the red and the red stripe. I I like that. The all black is clean. Maybe you didn't need the chrome around the number. Yeah. If that would have just been, like, you know, white, that would have been pretty good. See, if they were white numbers, I think that would be pretty sweet. The only chrome uniform that I have, and not Nebraska, the only chrome uniform that I have have found um, really cool outside of the first time Oregon did it, every time after that has been terrible. The first time they did it against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl was awesome. Oregon. Which one was that? Uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was Oregon it was, versus Wisconsin. Yeah, Oregon Rose Wisconsin. That they did they did the chrome helmets, and that was the first time they broke out the chrome helmets, and it was beautiful because it was coming off the 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 sunset was yeah. coming off just just shining off the helmets, and it was beautiful. Okay, um, yeah, Texas A and M's icy whites. That is the only type of chrome that I have found just gorgeous. Texas A&M icy whites. Yeah, the icy whites that they wore because the, the face mask was chrome. I don't think the helmet was chrome. They might have had chrome somewhere else. Might have just been the Ooh. face mask. Those are clean. Yeah. Yeah, those are nice. And that's why I get upset because Nebraska 
Nebraska and Texas a They have the shape of Texas here in the middle as Nebraska well over the chest. Nebraska and Texas A&M are both sponsored by Adidas, but for some reason, Adidas does much better jersey alternate jerseys for other schools than they do with Nebraska. Now, you, I don't know what that is. I don't know whose fault it is. Here's something to keep in mind. But it's upsetting. We know Trev Alberts is big on on keeping the history of Nebraska alive. He wants to incorporate Nebraska's history, does not want to get away from the logo. He's talked about that when when he's discussed basketball jerseys for men's and women's basketball, when he's talked about alternates, does not want to get too far away from the Nebraska logo, which I don't think is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why you're seeing uh, the tribute to to a, a former team, the scoring explosion of of 1983 so maybe that's the the case here and maybe we we will never see chrome uniforms maybe we'll never see black tops with a black n ever again and if so then that's fine if you want to hold on to the integrity of of the nebraska logo and and, and the trademarked logo there um but like the 2017s versus wisconsin and specifically the 2018s versus illinois I, I just did not care for it. I did not care for the cream-colored pants in 2018 against Illinois. Um, did not care for the helmet as well. Um, and, like, I wanted to like the 2016 versus Northwestern where they were the white chrome jerseys. You don't I, have to. I wanted to so bad because if they were hanging on your in, in your closet or if you had a, a, an actual helmet just sitting... The at, helmet is nice. Like, if you, like it, off the field, they looked really good. Beautiful. They, they, they shined. On the field, not great. On the field, it, it just did not go. And maybe, here's the thing, maybe it's because it was at Northwestern. Okay. Okay. We've got it so many times on the text line, but I have to address it now. Why is it a problem? Why why do people hate alternate uniforms? What is the, what is the problem with the university or players just wanting to have some type of fun? I understand that, that right now it's not something that anybody wants to see because Nebraska isn't winning. But at the same time, people are like, oh, well, Penn State and Michigan and Alabama, they don't change uniforms. They just go out there and they play football games. That's cool. That's cool. You can do yeah. that. But guess what? If if you want to do alternate uniforms, you can do alternate uniforms and still be a blue blood. It's fine. It doesn't have to just be a, a gimmick. It's something that could attract recruits. And, yes, I understand. Yeah, it winning, sounds that is. Winning attracts recruits. That's all you need to do is win and play football. I don't – shut up. Whoa, the Rico! You're, you're feisty this morning. Attract recruits. It's and it's it's just something fun to do. It's something that you can also use as a selling point for for the 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 fans that watch your program. It's a different uniform. That I was they gonna can say buy. You, you can talk about NIL. I mean, you can you can wiggle NIL into this discussion as well to a certain extent, um, where it's the. I mean, listen, if if you had a, I don't know, Casey Thompson jersey. With a with a sweet or, or really cool looking jersey on it, that's not just the normal home or away color. Then I I mean that that's going to attract some specific buyers. Now obviously, maybe that's stretching it a little bit, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's kind of being out of line. But I, I think that we're in an in an era right now with college football to where it's like this is what's going to not only keep fans interested. Um, but when you want to appeal to a to a younger generation, mm-hmm. they are automatically attracted to flashiness. Like that's yeah. that's just what it is. And I understand that it's just people are going to come back with winning attracts recruits. I don't. Well, guess yeah, what? Absolutely. Guess it does. what? You're not winning, so you got to do something else to attract recruits. Yeah, you got to figure out another way to. That's why to Al- keep Alabama's not changing uniforms because they're they're just winning year in and year out. And guess what? If Alabama did change uniforms. 
you wouldn't hear that much crying. That's the thing. Nebraska, as long as they so win in them. Nebraska but that's, that's another thing is every time Nebraska's done an alternate uniform, not every time, but a lot of the times they do an alternate uniform, they don't win. And that's a big reason why I, I believe I, I've heard it from a couple of people where the red pants are kind of a – Kind of an omen where you where you wear the red on red and you yeah. lose. So that's why people think it looks cool when you the recruits wear it. You, you got you can't wear stripes or you have to have stripes on the pants because yeah. you don't win and when you don't have stripes the on the pants. The recruits come like in that, and yeah. they put on all these different types of uniforms. They take the pictures and people are like, "Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. The red on red. That's great. The black uniforms and the black pants. That's awesome." Yeah. But then when it comes to a game, it's don't you wear those? Don't do that. Why? Why? If the recruits like it, they're taking pictures in these and they enjoy them. Mm-hmm. May, I'm not saying that the coaches are saying, "Oh, we're going to wear this sometime during your during your tenure here." But if enough of the players are on the are on the team and they're like, "If you're winning," and it's like, "Hey, let's wear this different uniform." Okay, cool. As long as you as long as you continue to win, but it's the fact that Nebraska has worn alternates and lost in those alternates that people have such an issue well, with. And, them and right it's now. it's just like across all college sport. Like I I don't think this conversation can just be. May or contained with football, like downtown Scott asks, do re- recruits really get excited about alternate uniforms? And I guess my response is, I would hope that the universities wouldn't have them try on and take pictures with all these other uniforms that they wouldn't wear in a game, unless they thought it would help their chances to land that recruit. If that makes sense, if they didn't think that them trying on the flashiest or, or sexiest uniform to take pictures with on their official or unofficial visits was going to help them land it, land the recruit to show the kind of gear that they might be able to wear or kind of gear that they're going to wear. They wouldn't offer it to them. They wouldn't offer it to them. They wouldn't, they wouldn't provide it if they didn't think it it helped them, even if it's a tiny bit. Like that's what that's that. I guess that's my response. We can't, you know, no recruits going to admit that. Yeah. I want to go just for the uniform, but, it's a part of it. it it's a you part of it. You can be honest. Like, it's the, the, a part of it. The gear and the swag are, are absolutely a part and of Brian from Nashville saying, yeah, it's nice to have nice things, but are they really needed? No, it's not needed. But no, guess absolutely what? not. But uh, guess what? Like I said earlier, it's fun. It's something else that you can do to break up the mundane, you know, day-to-day. You're beating your head in playing football. And yeah. hey, guess what? You get to wear something different than what you've worn every other home game or every other away game. Here's just a here's just something new and shiny for one game. Cool. Look good, play good. Don't you hear that from people all the time? Come on, man. Like it's just something fun to do. If Nebraska was winning and they did these alternates, nobody would say anything. So Nebraska Nolan makes a really good point also. Um and once again, four oh two, four six four, five, six, eight, five. You guys have been great um with this discussion. We're gonna talk to to Steve Mark in, in a couple minutes here. We'll ask him alternate uniforms, all that stuff. It's also the brands that sponsor teams that usually want to make more merch to sell. That's a really good point, right? When we talk about NIL, we talk about everything like that. Um, it, it, we, we always come back to this money drives everything, all the way from at a program standpoint to who sponsors the program. Adidas looks at Nebraska and sees uh, the, the passionate fan base and, and a fan base that, that wants everything to do with this program. And at, at the end of the day, they look at it and see possible dollar signs. And that's just that's just kind of the the truth about it, um, and and that's just I guess the way it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Let's see uh, some Nate more. Texter says you think Garrett Nelson cares what color pants he's going to wear at Nebraska? No, I don't think Garrett Nelson cares what color pants he's going to wear. But I also you, think you that Garrett Nelson, who yeah. is a big fan of tradition at Nebraska, yeah. loves this idea of an alternate uniform honoring the scoring explosion. I'm well, sure he loves uniforms honoring the, ni- the the teams, the national champions in the 1990s. I'm sure he loves that, and the fact that he can be a, a part of wearing a uniform that honors that. I'm 
I'm sure that he enjoys that. Well, and as sad as it is to say, you probably don't have 110 Garrett Nelsons on this team that are here at Nebraska so, like, and have tradition in mind. And, and that that's the brutal reality of it, unfortunately. Um, Jory says this on the text line, Recruits don't care about tradition anymore. It's not popular, with, but with social media, it's about facilities, NIL, and alternate uniforms because winning helps, but those things seal the deal with recruits. It's a much different generation. And that goes back to my point of if the coaching staff didn't think that trying on the, the sexiest or, or coolest-looking uniform was going to help sway recruits, like part of, part of why programs or, or athletic departments switch sponsorships is because of the possible merch that they could be able to get from from this. That's why you see Michigan going to Air Jordan. That's why you see Oklahoma going to Air Jordan, rather than sticking with Adidas or Nike or Under Armour. It's because they offer more more possibilities for for income for these programs and and more possibilities to attract recruits with the newest kind of clothing and the newest newest styles. So all that plays a factor. Unfortunately, once again, I can't reiterate that enough. It's not like it's we're, we're thrilled that that's the way that the 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 world works nowadays in, in college athletics, but it is. Miles Brennan, you were just telling us, Rico, and I don't know if you mentioned it on the water cooler, but Miles Brennan decided to walk away from football, signed multiple NIL deals, but here he is now where he walks away, but since NIL is technically not disrupted or involved with how performance of play and how you play. It's not performance-based. All the con- Thank you, that's the word I was looking for. NIL is not performance-based. Miles Brennan walking away from football, still gets all of the money from the NIL deals. Cash. So once again, like there, there's one example of how regulation is probably coming down the chute because the four or five companies that signed Miles Brennan to a contract thinking that he could be the starting quarterback at LSU are pretty pissed. I would be slightly upset. They're pretty mad because Miles Brennan walking away from football, basically retiring, right? And they still owe him all this money. It's just kind of a crazy, crazy world that we live in. Let's go ahead and take our time out. When we come back, we'll be joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska Talk, offensive line, talk a little Scott Frost and how he's feeling about 12 days out from the season beginning. Want to hear your guys' thoughts all show long, 402-464-5685. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.